0: Good morning. Huge week in sport. It's been a massive, massive week for our Australians over in Tokyo. A couple of huge results and we are, we have exceeded expectations. I think Paul Hayes will good morning.
1: Yeah, going very well, aren't we? It's been fantastic to see. Of course, since Athens, we're going just as good as that and still some opportunities to come as well. And look, there's some different sports that have been added, so that plays a part. But, the, the sportsmanship, not only from our athletes, but everybody across the games has been fantastic. And I, I do want to start with seeing Cedric Dubler. Now, those that don't know too much about Cedric Dubler, he was in the, the decathlon, and he wasn't the one that got the bronze medal. He was actually the second fiddle to Ash Maloney. And just seeing him in the fifteen hundred, so to set the scene in the fifteen hundred, Ash Maloney just had to be within eight seconds of some of the other runners that were chasing that bronze position. And he did the 1500, but he had Cedric Dubler behind him, who was almost just foregoing his own tournament or his own race to say, no, I'm going to do whatever it can. And he motivated him. He got him across the line. He pushed him and he told him when to go. And he got there with about a second or two to spare. It just highlights to me the significance of the Olympic Games. And that's what it's all about.
0: What about Keegan Palmer? Oh. The 18-year-old, he was born in 2003. He wasn't even alive when Athens was on a gold medal in the skateboarding, 18 years old. Imagine what he could do over the journey of... His, his life and his career, he, he could win multiple gold medals in skateboarding.
1: Absolutely. But I think it's going to be a sport that is dominated by those that are probably 13 to the year 18 in their own lives. But BMX and also skateboarding have been enormous. But the camaraderie of the skateboarding surpassed everybody else, not only from the boys, but from the girls. Every athlete, they got them up, they cheered them. They even, um, they all carried the fourth place getter in the female skateboarding event. And I just thought that was fantastic because she was, disappointed because you went into the final as the favourite qualified first and then missed out but it just goes to show that uh, you know the new people coming in to the Olympic system are really built on sportsmanship and perhaps that's a a carryover of the way that they've been brought up with school sports and the like.
0: We've spoken about the Olympics we've spoken about how good it's been but what about West Australian Peter Bowl? what a Mm. run he came fourth right but He showed tremendous, tremendous courage, tremendous effort. He could have laxed off in that race. He could have thrown it in and gone, oh, you know what, I'm not going to get a medal here. He didn't. He stuck it out to the line, and who knows – three years away from another games, Peter Bowl could could medal with the way he he ran in the uh, 400 metres.
1: Yeah, look, there's, in the 800 metres it was, but there's others out there that um, have obviously got closer to a medal. We've had uh, the, uh, the discus thrower, we had Ash Maloney who got the bronze medal, but I think when it's the 800 metres, a golden event really on the track, and for Australia, we haven't had any success when you talk about the running races at the Olympics since obviously the hurdler, Sally Pearson, so it means a lot, and you see All of Australia got behind Peter Bowl. He ran his own race. He probably could have gone out a little bit Quicker because there are some that just really sprint home hard, but he'll come back, no doubt about that. And what a human being, too, what he said after it, uh, talking about just being a human. And at the end of the day, that's what we all are. But despite all that, my favourite moment still is Pat Tiernan in the 10,000 metres when he actually was able to stay with the main group, got to the last lap, and you thought, here we go, he's going to be a chance to maybe get up there into third position, but he collapsed. Three times in the last 250 metres. Just goes to show how much he put into that race for his body to shut down in such a quick space of time. Shows the courage of that man. He came back, he did the 5,000 metres a few days later. Wasn't as significant, but what a performance, and that will stay with me for a long time. Those images of him in the last 100, just not knowing where he was.
0: Yeah, and we created a legend in Ariane Titmist, too, didn't we, in the pool? It was a, it was an amazing week for our Australians. Of course, uh, we have the Boomers going for bronze tonight. Hopefully, they can get over uh, Slovenia and Luka Dončić. Hayes and I will be back in a moment. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back. Great to have your company on this Saturday morning. Hayes, enough about the Olympics. I want an answer from you. I want to know, what do you think? Are we going to get the AFL Grand Final here in Western Australia, here at Optus Stadium?
1: We are a really good chance. I I can't say with 100% certainty, but the next week or two are going to paint the picture. But if they have any more cases where it gets out of control, there's no doubt that they cannot ramp up to the crowds that are going to be required to host this year's Grand Final. And we're in a good position. Hopefully, touch wood, we don't have any more cases of our own here in Western Australia. But not only the grand final, but particularly the final series as well. And I think Western Australia would really get around that final series and pack up, pack out most of the games, which would be terrific.
0: That's got to be a priority for the AFL, doesn't it? Having fans in the final series and at the grand final,
1: Well, it's not. Hearing Gil McLaughlin talk throughout the week, it's more about the integrity of the competition, number one, and then number two is the crowds because they make most most of their money really on the broadcast. Yes, obviously crowds are important. But remember, when you do have to um, bring all the teams over here to Western Australia to play, it comes with significant costs. You've got the flights in, you've got obviously the accommodation for a number of different people, maybe even the families of a lot of these players as well. So you've got to take that off the bottom line line to sort of compare that to what it would cost over there in Victoria at the moment. Does that mean if West Coast and Fremantle
0: both finish in the eight, you think there's an even higher percentage chance that it will be played here, the the finals and maybe the grand final?
1: No, because I think that uh, obviously gives advantage to our two teams. Imagine if you finish fifth and sixth and the Dockers and Eagles finish 7th and 8th, and the teams that finish 5th and 6th, they basically don't get those home finals. That's when integrity of the competition does get called into the question. The other thing is we've got Port Adelaide as well. They probably deserve and have done enough to play their finals in their home state. So there's still a bit to play out, but let's get into The Dig. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Yes, I'm going to have a dig at Lisa Alexander. I did this throughout the week, but uh, she was the former Diamonds coach. Now, twice when there's been AFL positions that have come up as senior coach, she thinks she should be in consideration for those positions. First, it was with North Melbourne, and now this week she came out and said, I should be the coach of the Collingwood Football Club. Well, no, Lisa, that's not how it works in any sport. And this isn't about male or female. If you are genuine and you are serious about your ambitions to coach an AFL team, go and spend some time in that environment. That is required. You look at all the other great coaches like Alistair Clarkson and Damien Hardwick. If they applied for the netball job, would they get it, in your opinion? Would they get that? Would they If they went for the Australian cricket coaching position, would they get that job, Jimmy? I wouldn't have thought so. I would have no. thought
0: you need to be a coach in that respective field.
1: So if they went and did a year or two or three or four in that field and then went for the position, do you think they could be a better chance? Absolutely. That's what Lisa needs to do. So get off the sidelines, stop commenting and go in there and actually work with the club and see if it's a good fit for you, see if the club thinks it's a good fit for them to put you in that position. So before you dig, it is the essential
0: first step. I've got one, Hayes. Mm. Taylor Walker, what on earth were you thinking? A racial slur toward Robbie Young, former St Kilda player in the SANFL. He's been suspended for six weeks. He'll miss the rest of the season, which means he'll miss the first three games in 2022. And in an era where we're seeing players racially vilified, On social media, we're Mm. seeing it still at grounds. We're seeing fans given the boot from their clubs as members or as supporters. We're seeing the clubs themselves make statements every few weeks. It's disgusting behavior. Racial vilification is never and never will be okay. And for someone who's a former captain of an AFL club to have done it, I just cannot believe it.
1: Yeah well said Jimmy look it tells us that we've got a long way to go there's still casual racism that exists out there and the education programs that he's been through over the last 13 or 14 years since he's been into the system. He's been alongside in the trenches with Eddie Betts and that would really really hurt him to hear those comments so you know we've got work to do. Six weeks is about right but the AFL Players Association maybe they should be stronger because they've been at the forefront of this particularly with social media and them giving hard time to many of our Indigenous players in the competition, or maybe we should have gone harder towards Taylor Walker. Look, he is remorseful, but... Casual racism unfortunately still exists, but we've got a lot of work to do, and that's not only him, but all of us, to educate us, ourselves further on how we can improve this and make this non-existent in our country.
0: Yeah, I think there was a $20,000 fine too for Taylor Walker, of course, Adelaide forward. Don't go anywhere because we are going to feature an interview with Brisbane Lions star Hugh McCluggage. They take on the Dockers tomorrow. It's a huge game. Brisbane haven't been going that crash hot. We'll hear from Hugh McCluggage next. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Well the Brisbane Lions are in town to take on the Fremantle Dockers and they were staying up at June Lup Resort, getting up to all kinds of tricks with the basketball. They were viral on social media. And Hugh McCluggage explains what the boys were getting up to.
2: Yeah, it's been a little bit of fun. Um it was a nice spot to stay there at the resort and a few of the boys got a bit creative with the with the basketball and there's a couple of trick shots getting around, so um, yeah, there was no windows broken in the making, I can assure you of that.
1: Just mucking around, mate. If you can go to Brisbane yeah. Lions uh, socials, you'll see some of those trick shots. But it's amazing what you do when you're locked down and you can't do much for seven days.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, we, we haven't experienced too much of this. We were pretty lucky last year and um, we, we've been away a few times, but it's obviously quite strict over here. So as I said, it was a, it was a nice little spot there and uh, there was plenty of space for us to... To wander around within the resort. Obviously we just can't go anywhere outside of the, the fence.
1: The form hasn't been too good for the side as Carl alluded to. What specifically has dropped off within the team from a coaching perspective that uh, is being highlighted I guess in your meetings after those performances?
2: Uh, I think yeah, number one is our pressure's dropped a little bit over the over the last three or four weeks. Probably has been there in patches of games but we haven't had that consistent pressure and uh, attack on the ball that we probably had earlier on when we were we were winning those few games on the trot uh, and, and found some good form. So I think for us, our game is built a lot like a lot of teams off uh, winning the contested ball and and being able to apply pressure to to the opposition and make them turn the ball over.
1: A big out. We've got the teams in and Lockie Neal won't play this week. Anything to be concerned about, or is it just likely to be one week?
2: No, I think it'll only be one week. He, he was a little bit crook throughout the week uh, and still feeling the effects of it, so, um, yeah, he'll have a little rest. I, th- I think our record isn't too bad, he was saying, without him today, so, um, yeah, ho- hopefully we can have someone that'll jump in his spot, maybe a Reese Matheson or a Devin Robinson or someone like that, and, and they'll be able to um, fill his boots a, a little bit. Obviously, yeah, you can't replace a player that, that good or someone that's won a brown low, but, um, yeah, I'm sure they'll come in and play a role.
1: Speaking of Brownlow's, I thought you were going to win one at the start of the year in some really good form. How have you assessed your season thus far?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I started quite well. Um, had a nice little patch there throughout the the early to middle part of the year and probably like the team have just dropped off a little bit um, in, in the past few weeks. So I definitely feel like I've got a bit more in me and um, I've probably got to get a little bit more consistency about my game uh, just like the team. So hopefully
3: that can start this weekend. Yeah, I don't know, mate. I reckon you played alright against St Kilda and you had it 30 times and kicked a goal against Richmond where you went down. So uh, you can hold your head up high. You can hold up your end of the bargain, I think you have. 11 tackles last week as well, getting your hands dirty. So uh, don't sell yourself short. Um, One bloke who... Uh, has certainly been very, very consistent and finds a hell of a lot of the footy. And he's he's always a bloke that really doesn't get talked about because I reckon that there's a, a few more of you like yourself and Lockie that stand out, is is uh, Jared Lyons. Um, he, He's been a, as consistent as he's ever been and probably played up to this point his very best season, I think.
2: Yeah, definitely. He, he's internally very highly rated. Uh, obviously came from Gold Coast a few years back and has just gone from strength to strength for us. Um, does a lot of the hard work. I've, I've probably never seen someone that can get the ball from hand to foot under so much pressure like he does. He always finds a way to get it going forward. and um, Yeah, that could be a reason why you don't really notice him. But when you're in around the stoppages and, and things like that, you really notice how clean he is and how much he organises us as a group. So he's been awesome.
0: Hugh McCluggage stays with us after this.
1: Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams.
0: The Dockers are fighting to stay in the top, eight. Brisbane are pushing for a top four finish. Hugh McCluggage explains what they're going to have to do to beat Fremantle tomorrow.
2: Yeah, they're going really well. They they have had a few injuries, like you said. They've been quite unlucky, but um, they've done really well to cover for that. They've got a really exciting midfield group, um, a young midfield group that are playing some great footy. As you saw on the weekend, um, and yeah, they got a couple of good young ruckmen in Shawnee Darcy, who I played footy with down at um, down in the southwest there in Victoria, and Lloyd Meek as well. So uh, they're a dangerous midfield group and a dangerous team, and we're looking forward to the challenge.
1: What are you seeing from Narkie Cockatoo throughout training sessions? Because I've been a big rap for this guy. A lot of injuries, hadn't played in, since since 2018, I think it was, and he played on the weekend his first game after being the unused medisub. sub, but. From what you see, do you feel like he could become that player that I think he can be?
2: Yeah, I think so for sure. He, he's probably just one of those players that can do things that others can't at times on the field, and he's been so exciting to watch develop at training. Probably by his own admission, didn't didn't arrive to the club in the in the shape he would have wanted to, coming off the back of a few injuries and and that sort of thing. So he's gone from strength to strength. He's back, putting in a few good uh, VFL and EFL performances, and, and was rewarded last week and. I thought he did his bit. He kicked the goal and applied some pressure, so that's all we asked from him. But I think you'll see him do some pretty special things down the track.
1: What about for your team? Do you think you'll get back into Queensland over the next couple of weeks, or you may be out of that part of Australia with your finals campaign starting?
2: Yeah, I'm not too sure. We, we obviously check in on the news there um, daily, and they've had a few cases now. So um, we're just playing it by ear, to be honest. We're going with the flow. We, Few, only a few weeks back, we went down to Melbourne and then we were back to the Gold Coast before even we playing the game. Uh, so we're pretty much expecting anything to be thrown at us. And, um, yeah, whether whether we end up staying here or down to Melbourne or to Brisbane, we'll take it in our stride and, and try and enjoy it. So you might stay here.
3: it would be probably OK, given that you look like you're enjoying yourself out there at uh, the the up uh, Resort anyway, uh, Hugh. It might be... Quite, yeah, uh, quite exactly nice right. to stay here for a little
1: bit longer. <laughs> oh, tough looking start. at the golf course, Carl, <laughs> and not being able to go out
2: there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was. Uh, there a few <laughs> golfers in the team, so we were, we were standing up against the cage like we were, <laughs> we were stuck in there and watching a few of the few other people tee off. It was good.
3: So other than create uh, obstacle courses and uh, create uh, what you've done on some social media, which has been very good to watch. I mean, it's been good to see you guys having some fun in a difficult situation. Have you tuned in for any of the Olympic Games? Have you you got into the spirit?
2: Yeah, we've all kept a close eye on it. Uh, We've got the big screens in all the team rooms, so it's always on in the background and um, cheering a few of our Aussies home, so it's been great to watch and Help was feeling a bit of time in quarantine.
0: Great to hear Humour Cluggage supporting our Australian athletes who were competing over in Tokyo this week. Great to have your company. Hayes and I will be back next week.
1: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why Tyre Power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 132191.